You're good. Back up. I can't see the car. Okay, back up, guys. You can't see the car. Get the fuck out of the way. I can't see. There are cars there, motherfucker. Get out of the way. Yo, that has to be my most favorite, like at least top three moments, TMZ moments for any actor. If you don't know what actor that was, that was Tobey Maguire. Tobey Maguire was absolutely spazzing out on the paparazzi. And you know what? As he should. And the only reason why I posted it is because Spider-Man No Way Home just came out. And I feel like if there's going to be any reunion, Spider-Man, aka Tobey Maguire, definitely should be on the screen. But enough about that. You know what you're here for. It's your boy, Roy. And you are now tuned into Back to Center Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to life, love, and the millennial struggle. Do me a favor. We got to rush through this one real quick. So strap in, roll one up, pour up a libation, if you will, and get ready because we got a lot of shit to talk about. Let's start the show. so much and I appreciate your viewership. What is going on gang? Ladies and gentlemen, of course, it's been a minute since I've been in front of the mic, but as always, I am back with some more shit. Now, over the weekend, it was my birthday. Uh, Your boy turned 28. I'm getting fucking old. It like it just hit me this morning. Like I woke up this morning, I got off my bed, my fucking lower back just instantly cracked like a sounded like a Poland spring bottle got stepped on. It was wild. That shit was wild. I was like, yo, is this what I'm supposed to like be in for as I get older? Hopefully not. I mean, I'd like to think I'm healthy as fuck. Healthy enough to not get the vaccine, which that's a whole nother subject in itself. Matter of fact, so I was on Instagram and I'm not going to talk very long about this subject because this is a very, this is a very long drawn out subject and like it requires a lot, a lot of conversation. Um, But I was on Instagram and while I was on Instagram, one of my, one of my friends, he sent me a a DM of some girl that uh, she had gotten the vaccine. She had gotten the, the Pfizer vaccine, which is pretty fucking ironic if you consider uh, the fact that it recently got the uh, the uh, FDA approval. <laughs> does anyone even trust that shit? Like, part of me does, but part of me doesn't. I'll tell you one thing, though. If you don't trust the FDA approval, but you have a lot of, like, FDA-labeled shit in your house, that's fucking stupid. And really, that's what annoys me about these arguments is because there's no... There's almost no knowledge base on, like, the super... Is it the far right? I don't know. I don't want to make this political, but anyway, um, there's just so much information and just so much shit that you have to swim through and separate in order to fully get the concept and to honestly ultimately make a decision. Like, I don't want to make a decision that would ultimately fuck me up. Case in point, in this story, we have a woman that goes by the name of Kelsey Butler. Uh, there, are no, there are no pronouns here, so I'm just going to assume. Please, Kelsey, if you ever do hear this, forgive me, but <laughs> she, <laughs> she had decided to get the vaccine. You know, do the responsible thing. 
And, you know, she got the vaccine and a couple of days later she got, I don't want to like mislabel it because I don't know exactly what it's called. <laughs> Shit. The doctors don't even know what the fuck it's called. Um, but this girl has been in the hospital for weeks and she's been going through it and she's young. She's relatively in my age range. I'm trying to go to Tulum in October, but you know, from the group and the collective that I'm with, they're telling me I need to get the vaccine, which isn't an issue, but I still want to make the best decision for myself. This thing requires a deep and introspective conversation, and not just for me, but for all of society, for the rest of the people that want to feel safe when they decide to make this decision. And that kind of maturity like hit me like a fucking brick wall. When I turned 28 on Sunday, I was, first of all, I woke up in the morning, I went for a run, which was pretty cool. Um, it's been a while since I went for a run because I had torn my hamstring in, I believe, in March. And I just now had gotten and getting back to being able to run and be, be at full, full speed, so to speak. So being able to run was definitely enjoyable for me, but I paid the price. You know, now I'm fucking limping like a hobgoblin all over again, but that's okay. The leg's going to come back a lot stronger. But in essence, or rather, in regards to what I was speaking of uh, to maturity, the feeling that conversation ultimately is the cornerstone of maturity dawned on me. And it made me want to take podcasting a lot serious, a lot more serious. <laughs> I probably have to get my English down first before I continue that, right? But um, yeah, it made me... It made me want to get a little more serious with podcasting and not to say that I was just very whimsical with how I approach this hobby and this endeavor. I nonetheless, of course, do have other things that I have to take care of. But with all that being said, I want to be, or at least one of those at the forefront driving these kind of conversations. So I want to take a more mature stance in hopes that I could widen my audience. I've noticed in the analytics, I'm starting to get a collective, a plethora of people, which I'm very excited for, which come from all different backgrounds. And that's my goal. I don't want to pigeonhole anyone. I don't want to be, I don't want to be a niche. I want to have the conversation because everyone interacts with everyone in one way or another, whether that be direct or through someone else, you know? So being able to generate those conversations is very important to me and something that I want to do. You know, ironically enough, in this case, I'm not going to be talking a lot today because I have special guest Sadhguru, who is actually not here, but more so in the form of an MP3 format. <laughs> um, he will be here speaking on manifesting your desires. And it, once again, it was something I watched on Sunday. And I thought it was pretty important because I was like, you know what? If I'm going to be, you know, turning 29, 30, 31, 32, there's a lot of shit that I can't do anymore. And there's a lot of things that maybe you feel like you can't do anymore either. And when you think about where you are in your present moment in life, you start to think like, damn, who am I? What do I want to be? What do I want to represent? And when you think about your past, you think about everything you've been through, you kind of come to this decision that it's not necessarily your past that has made you who you are, but more so your reactions to those events, if that makes any sense. So in this case, the way you operate going forward is going to reflect what you think based off of the past. And I don't think that's correct. I'm not a genius. I don't know everything. But if I'm thinking about this in the way that I normally think about things, it has to be forward thinking. You can't think about the past anymore. And yes, you can take some examples of the past, bring it into your present 
and take bits and pieces of it going forward into your future, because everything is essentially one and the same, like time is just the construct, there is no point in using the past as an example because inherently every experience will be new. So Sadhguru is going to talk a lot more about that and using your imagination. And that's about it for me. I mean, guys, I appreciate you once again. The I'm imagining you're in traffic right now. So I'm going to do everyone a favor as I'm getting off here. I'm going to play some music as well. I'm not going to tell you the song because it's a nice 90s throwback. I want you to enjoy it. And of course, this is your boy Roy. We'll be back next week because I'm here for the consistency, baby. I'm here for you. I want to see you grow. And I want to be able to give those messages out and drive those conversations no matter how they come. Will there be like, you know, your quote unquote ratchet conversations? Of course. But for the most part, let's get serious. Not too serious, but serious enough to get back to center because that's what it's all about. And until then... I'm out. One, two, three into the four. Snoop Doggy Dog and Dr. Dre is at the door. Ready to make an entrance, so back on up. Cause you know we're about to rip shit up. Give me the microphone first so I can bust like a bubble. Compton and Long Beach together, now you know you in trouble. Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Too low death, nigga, so we're crazy. Death Row is the label that pays, man. Unfatable, so please don't try to fake this Hell But uh, yeah. back to the lecture at hand Perfection is perfected, so I'ma let them understand From a young G's perspective And before me digger the bitch, I have to find a contraceptive You never know, she could be earning her man and learning her man And at the same time burning her man Now you know I ain't with that shit, Lieutenant Ain't no pussy good enough to get burned while I'm offended yeah. And that's realer than real deal, holy field And now you hookers and hoes know how I feel Well, if it's good enough to get broke off a proper chunk I take a small piece of some of that funky stuff It's like this and like that and like this, Santa It's like that and like this and like that, Anna It's like this and like that and like this, Santa Drake creep to the mic like a fan Well, I'm peeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping But I damn near got caught Cause my beeper kept beeping Now it's time for me to make my impression felt So sit back, relax, and strap on your seat Don't you never been on a ride like this before? With a producer who can rap and control the maestro At the same time with the dope rhyme that I kick You know and I know I flow some old funky shit To add to my collection, the selection symbolizes Don't take a toe but don't choke If you do, you have no clue of what me and my homie Snoop Dogg came to do It's like this and like that and like this and uh It's like that and like this and like that and uh It's like this and who gives a fuck about those? So just chill to the next episode What a hell of a gangster lean Getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard green It's the capital S-O, yes, I'm fresh and double O-P D-O-double-G-Y-D-O-double-G, you see Showing much flex when it's time to wreck a mic Pimping hoes and clacking a grip like my name was Dolomite Yeah, and it don't quit I think they in the mood for some motherfucking G shit yeah. So Drake, what up, dog? Gotta get them what they want What's that, G? We gotta break them off something Hell yeah And it's gotta be bumping City of Compton Place, so a national attention Mobbing like a motherfucker But I ain't lynching Dropping the funky shit That's making the sucker niggas mumble When I'm on the mic It's like a cookie They all crumble Try to get close And your ass I get smacked My motherfucking homie Doggy dog has got my back Never
never let me slip Cause if I slip, then I'm slipping But if I got my Nina, then you know I'm straight tripping And I'ma continue to put the rap down, put the Mac down And if your bitches talk shit, I have to put the smack down Yeah, and you don't stop I told you I'm just like a clock when I tick and I talk But I'm never off, always on till the break of dawn See you when PTO in and the city they call Long Beach Putting the shit together like my nigga D.O.C. No one can do it better like this that and this and uh, it's like that and like this and like that and uh, it's like this. Then who gives a fuck about those? So just chill till the next episode. still manifest what you want. If you organize these four dimensions in one direction and keep it unwavering in that direction for a certain period of time, now he believes Shiva will do it for him and it will happen. So is Shiva going to come and build your house? No, I want you to understand, God will not lift his little finger for you. What has not happened till now on this planet can happen tomorrow. Human beings are capable of making it happen tomorrow. Everything we as human beings have created on this planet was essentially first created in our minds. All that you see, which is human work on this planet, first found expression in the mind, then it got manifested in the outside world. The wonderful things that we have done on this planet and the horrible things that we have done on this planet, both have come from the human mind. So if we are concerned as to what we create in this world, it's extremely important that first of all we learn to create the right things in our mind, how we keep our minds. If we do not have the power to keep our minds the way we want it, what we create in the world is also going to be very accidental and haphazard. So learning to create our minds the way we want, is the basis of creating the world the way we want. There is a wonderful story in the yogic lore. On a certain day, a man took a walk. He went for a long walk. Accidentally, unawares, he walked into paradise. Fortunate, isn't he? <laughs> he just took a walk and he landed up in paradise. After this long walk, he felt little tired. So he thought, oh, I'm tired, I wish I could rest somewhere. He looked around, there there was a nice tree, underneath which there was very cushiony grass. So it was inviting, he went and put his head down there and slept. After a few hours he woke up, well rested, and he thought, oh, I'm well rested. But I'm feeling hungry, I wish I had something to eat. And he thought about all the nice things that he ever wanted to eat in his life. And instantly, all those things appeared in front of him. You need to understand, they have the services like that. 
Hungry people don't ask questions. Food came and he ate. Stomach became full. Then he thought, Oh, my stomach is full. I wish I had something to drink. All the nice things that he ever wanted to drink, he thought about it and all of them just appeared in front of him. Drinking people also don't ask questions. So he drank. Now with a little bit of alcohol in him, you know Charles Darwin told you, all of you are monkeys, your tail fell away, not me, Charles Darwin told you that you were all monkeys and your tail fell away and then you became human. Yes, definitely the tail fell away. But the monkey, in yoga, we always refer to an unestablished mind as markata, which means a monkey. Why we are referring to the mind as a monkey is, what are the qualities of a monkey? One thing about a monkey is, it's unnecessary movement. And another thing about the monkey is, if I say you're monkeying somebody, what does it mean? Imitation. Monkey and imitation have become synonymous. So these two essential qualities of a monkey are very much the qualities of an unestablished mind. Unnecessary movement, you don't have to learn it from the monkey, you can teach it to the monkey. And imitation is full-time job of the mind. So when these two qualities are on, a mind is referred to as a monkey. So this monkey became active within him. He just looked around, thought, what the hell is happening here? I asked for food, food came. I asked for drink, drink came. There must be ghosts around here and ghosts came. Oh, the ghosts have come, they're going to surround me and torture me, he thought. Immediately the ghosts surrounded him and started torturing him. Then he started screaming in pain and said, Oh, they're going to kill me and he died. Just now he said he's a fortunate being. The problem is he was sitting under a kalp of riksha or a wishing tree. He asked for food, food came. He asked for drink, drink came. He asked for ghosts, ghosts came. He asked for torture, torture came. He asked for death, death happened. Now don't go looking for these kalpavrukshas in the forest. You can barely find a tree these days. A well-established mind, a mind which is in a state of some yukti, is referred to as a kalpavriksha. If you organize your mind to a certain level of organization, it in turn organizes the whole system. Your body, your emotion, your energies, everything gets organized in that direction. Once all these four dimensions of you, your physical body, your mind, your emotion and the fundamental life energies are organized in one direction, once you are like this, anything that you wish happens without even lifting a little finger actually. It would help to assist it with activity, but even without doing any activity, you can still manifest what you want. If you organize these four dimensions in one direction and keep it unwavering in that direction for a certain period of time. Right now the problem with your mind is, every moment it is changing its direction. It is like you want to travel somewhere and every two steps if you keep changing your direction,
the question of you reaching the destination is very remote unless it happens by chance. So, organizing our minds and in turn organizing the whole system and these four basic dimensions of who you are right now in one direction, if you do this, you are a kalpavruksha yourself. Anything that you wish will happen. But right now, if you look at your lives, everything that you have wished for till now, if it happens, you're finished. <laughs> everything and everybody that you have desired for, if all of that lands up in your house today, could you live with that? Once we're empowered like this, it's very important that our physical action, emotional action, mental action and energy actions are controlled and properly directed. If it is not so, we become destructive, self-destructive. Right now, that is our problem. The technology which is supposed to make our life beautiful and easy has become the source of all the problem that we are destroying the very basis of our life which is the planet. So what should have been a boon, we are making a curse out of it. What has brought incredible levels of comfort and convenience to us in the last hundred years or so has also become a threat to our life simply because we are not conscious action, we are in a compulsive state of action. So organizing our minds fundamentally means moving from a compulsive state of activity to a conscious state of activity. You might have heard of people for whom they asked for something and beyond all expectations it came true to true for them. Generally this happens to people who are in faith. Now, let's say you want to build a house. If you start thinking, oh, I want to build a house, to build a house I need fifty lakhs, but I have only fifty rupees in my pocket, not possible, not possible, not possible. The moment you say not possible, you're also saying I don't want it. So on one level, you're creating a desire that you want something. On another level, you're saying, I don't want it. So in this conflict, it may not happen. Someone who has some faith in a god or in a temple or whatever, who is simple-minded, faith works only for those people who are simple-minded. Thinking people, people who are too much thinking, for them it never works. A childlike person who has a simple faith, in his god or his temple or whatever. He goes to the temple and says, Shiva, I want a house. I don't know how, you must make it for me. Now in his mind, there are no negative thoughts. Will it happen? Will it not happen? Is it possible? Is it not possible? These things are completely removed by this simple act of faith. Now he believes Shiva will do it for him and it will happen. So is Shiva going to come and build your house? No, I want you to understand, God will not lift his little finger for you. What you refer to as God is the source of creation. As a creator, he has done a phenomenal job, there's no question about it. Could you think of a better creation than this? Is it in anybody's imagination to think anything better than what is there right now? So as a creator, he has done his job wonderfully well, but if you want life to happen the way you want it, because right now, the very crux of your happiness and your well-being is this. If at all, if you're unhappy, <laughs> the only and only reason why you're unhappy is, life is not happening the way you think it should happen.
That's all it is. So if life is not happening the way you think it is, it should happen, you're unhappy. If life happens the way you think it should happen, you're happy. It's as simple as that. So if life has to happen the way you think it should happen, first of all, how you think, with how much focus you think, how much stability is there in your thought, and how much reverberance is there in the thought process will determine whether your thought will become a reality or is it just an empty thought. Or how, how you do not create any impediments for your thought by creating negative thought process. This possible, is something possible or not possible? Is destroying humanity. What is possible and not possible is not your business, it's nature's business. Your business is just to strive for what you want. Right now you're sitting here, if I ask you two simple questions, I want you to just look at this and answer this. Right now from where you're sitting, can you just fly off? You say no. Right now from where you're sitting, can you get up and walk? You'll say yes. What is the basis of this? Why you say no to flying and yes to walking? Because past experience of life, many times you've gotten up and walked, never did you fly off. Or in other words, you're using the past experience of life as a basis for deciding whether something is possible or not possible. Or in other words, you have decided that what has not happened till now cannot happen in your life in future. This is a disgrace to humanity and the human spirit. What has not happened till now on this planet can happen tomorrow. Human beings are capable of making it happen tomorrow. So what is possible and what is not possible is not your business. That is nature's business. Nature will decide that. You just see what is it that you really want and strive for that. And if your thought is created in a powerful way, without any negativity, without any negative thoughts, bringing down the intensity of the thought process. The first and foremost thing is, you must be clear what is it that you really want. If you do not know what you want, the question of creating it doesn't arise. If you look at what you really want, what every human being wants is, he wants to live joyfully, he wants to live peacefully, in terms of its relationships, he wants it to be loving and affectionate. Or in other words, all that any human being is seeking for is pleasantness within himself, pleasantness around him. This pleasantness, if it happens in our body, we call this health and pleasure. If it happens in our mind, we call this peace and joy. If it happens in our emotion, we call this love and compassion. If it happens in our energy, we call this blissfulness and ecstasy. This is all that a human being is looking for. Whether he is going to his office to work, he wants to make money, build a career, build a family, he sits in the bar, sits in the temple, he is still looking for the same thing – pleasantness within, pleasantness around. If this is what we want to create, I think it's time we addressed it directly and commit ourselves to creating it. So you want to create yourself, as a peaceful human being, joyful human being, loving human being, a pleasant human being on all levels. And do you also want a world like this, a peaceful world, 
a loving world, a joyful world. No, no, I want greenery, I want food. When we say a joyful world, that means everything that you want has happened. So this is all that you're looking for. So all that you need to do is commit yourself to creating it, to create a peaceful, joyful and loving world, both for yourself and everybody around you. Every day in the morning, if you start your day with this simple thought in your mind, that today, wherever I go, I will create a peaceful, loving and joyful world. If you fall down hundred times in the day, what does it matter? For a committed man, there is no such thing as failure. If you fall down hundred times, hundred lessons to be learnt. If you commit yourself like this to creating what you really care for, now your mind gets organized. Once your mind gets organized, the way you think is the way you feel, your emotion will get organized. Once your thought and emotion is organized, your energies will get organized in the same direction. Once your thought, emotion and energies are organized, your very body will get organized. Once all these four are organized in one direction, your ability to create and manifest what you want is phenomenal. You are the creator in many ways. That which is the source of creation is functioning within you every moment of your life. It is just that, have you kept access to that dimension or not? Organizing the four basic elements of your life will give you that access. There are tools and technologies to do this. The whole science of yoga, the whole technology that we refer to as yoga is just about this, transforming yourself from being just a piece of creation to become a creator. It is my wish and my blessing that every human being in this world should have this access to the source of creation within himself so that he can function here as a creator, not just as a piece of creation.